it's that time again. Time for the Go I.O. Go Cowboy Roundup. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. And today we have the esteemed publisher of Go I.O. Go, Ian McMacken. Oh, there you go. There's a little bit of a little bit of a uh, crowd uh, reception there. Ian, welcome. Welcome to the Go I.O. Go podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, Jeff. Uh, Rocky Mountain region. Um, a little rainier here in the Rockies here in Denver. And, but it appears the weather's going to be decent up in Laramie on Saturday, and that's really what counts. Yes, that's true. It's true. Um, uh, we want to get uh, more people there. Hopefully, um, the results from Hawaii are encouraging people to come out. And uh, with the decent weather, uh, hopefully we'll have a, I think they had like, what, 17,000 was the announced? Something in that area. Yeah, uh, the crowd was actually announced. Crowd wasn't uh, as bad as I thought it could have been. It was about 17.5. Um, and that was, bec- and the, you know, we had rain before the game. It was a little cooler temperatures. You had the ESPN2 nationally televised game. And it was a late kickoff. So not a terrible, actually, attendance. We obviously want to do a lot better than that. But uh, we've seen games a lot worse in 17-5 oh, yeah. in those circumstances. Oh, yeah. I tell you that uh, there's been some pretty lean years sometimes with uh, with the crowd. So, yeah, I mean, you know, those, uh, the diehards are going to show up, you know, the ones that uh, can make it into Laramie. Um, so, you know, I was pretty, um, pretty happy about that. And, of course, uh, they came away with a victory, an exciting overtime victory, against Hawaii, 28-21. to 21. And uh, I was wanting to get the um, highlights, you know, the uh, broadcast highlights of the game. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't gotten permission for this year yet from Learfield Sports, and it didn't come in time. So uh, all, I know, uh, all I can tell you is that uh, the game went 21-21, tied in regulation. Um Wyoming, um, let's see, did I get this right? Um, Wyoming got the ball first and immediately proceeded to do a play-action pass 20, uh, 25 yards. Did I get that right? No. That is correct, yeah. 25 yards, yeah, the 25-yard pass from Josh Allen to uh, James Price. Uh, we got the field goal, so that put us up. 28 to 21. And then uh, the Hawaii took over from their 25. They had a run for about 10 yards. And then they threw a pass and um, it was deflected. And Cash Malalua came down with it and he had a big club. His hand was, his right hand was wrapped up, but he was able to grab onto the ball and end it. So giving us the victory. So that was fantastic. Uh, that was one of the better, um, better played games that I've seen, uh, uh, you know, as far as overtime games. Well, Garrett Crawl, let's give him also credit oh, for yeah. tipping that ball. I think he's an up and coming a defensive end that Wyoming fans need to be excited about. But I'm with you. It was it was a big win, a win the Cowboys absolutely needed to get uh, with open conference play. 
Um, didn't play great offensively uh, in the passing game. Had a, a number of uh, draw passes by wide receivers, and that's going to have to get cleaned up. I believe those was going receivers to be. make those catches. Then what you're dealing with is you're in a situation where the Cowboys probably score more points. That about five, or four or five, six drops that really cost them extending drives out. But be. I thought the defense played played pretty well as long as they were on the field and uh, helped keep the pokes in the game, and they made enough plays on offense to win it. But that was James Price's uh, first catch of the season, and hopefully that will open the door with him coming back from injury. Oh, yeah, that was a great debut for coming back, having had uh, suffered a, um, a broken clavicle in uh, fall ball, preseason ball, uh, getting ready for the season. So having him back will really, really help. And uh, hopefully it'll take some of the pressure off of CJ because, you know, CJ has been uh, having trouble holding on to the ball. And I kind of liken that to a baseball uh, player, a batter going into a slump, you know, a really good batter. And then he goes into a slump. And uh, the more they worry about it, the more it gets, uh, you know, the worse it gets. And so um, I think that CJ, if he gets a chance, just back off from it uh, and get his head right. Uh, he'll be all right. Uh, it's just that um, he had the unfortunate drop against Iowa uh, in the end zone, and then he's had a couple of uh, really good um, uh, plays that would have gotten his first downs uh, that were dropped in kind of critical moments. So uh, the kid, <laughs> the kid is uh, really uh, going through some tough times there. So having Price back uh, might take some pressure off of him. I think. He made catches last year, uh, CJ did, and made some really big catches last year, so we know he has it in him. I think you made a good comparison there with a, a baseball batter, slugger in a slump, and uh, having a, someone like a James Price, which is a stability guy. I really do believe he's a stability guy. He's going to lend some stability and uh, leadership to that wide receiver crew and really open some things up, hopefully, for CJ Johnson and John Ockwally and Austin Conway and some of the young receivers and hopefully these tight ends can continue to progress. Um, and once that happens, I really think this uh, offense can start uh, really start scoring some points. Well, now bowl and his presser talked about the Hawaiian game. Let's listen to what he had to say. We knew it was going to be that way. Coach Rolovich has done a great job. He's a right guy for the university of Hawaii. They're playing with the hard edge. They had a bye week and, uh, some of our, um, more seasoned fans remember some of the tough games that we've had with Hawaii, and that proved to be the case. Uh, we're certainly excited about the win. The conference win is uh, always important. It was a heck of a ball game. Uh, we did get beat up. I imagine they did as well, and that's typical of that type of game as well. Some of the status of the guys will be determined as the week goes along, but we're certainly pleased with the win, and uh, a conference win is always important. On to our next opponent. Uh, Texas State, uh, you know, we've had a home-and-home -home, uh, series with Texas State. Uh, they'll come in to Laramie, and we got to be ready to play. Uh, a very talented quarterback, a, a graduate uh, transfer from Mississippi State. He was heavily recruited and played in the SEC. Williams is a uh, an excellent passer. He's a very athletic guy. Uh, they've got a host of running backs. Uh, some receivers, they spread the ball around, and there's a guy that's not a starter, but we think is an excellent player, um, Moberly. 
they operate out of a 3-4, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, that'll be another challenge for us to get ready to go this week. Uh, we're excited about being at home. It'll be an afternoon game, different platform it'll be shown on. We're excited about that. And so at this time, I'll open it up to any questions anybody might have. That was uh, Coach Bowl and his presser, uh, you know, talking about the Hawaiian game and then kind of previewing the uh, uh, Texas State game. So uh, that was a tough game. Uh, Hawaii uh, is a pretty good football team. And uh, so uh, the fact that we went nose-to-nose or the Cowboys went nose-to-nose with them is, um, I think, a pretty good indication of uh, their mindset because they didn't give up. I mean, the Hawaii... um, uh, took the wind out of their sails, out of the Cowboys' sails a couple of times, but they stuck in there and uh, managed to get the wind. So I think that was, uh, uh, I think this is going to be a good thing for the Cowboys uh, d- to have a uh, out-of-conference game to tune up a little bit more and then have a bye week. Yeah, exactly. We talked about this last week and earlier alluded to in the importance of getting out of the gate. Uh, beating Hawaii, getting off in conference play at 1-0. Mentioned last week, this was a key game. When we get this win, you got the non-league game. Then you got the bye week to get ready for the meat of the conference schedule. So this was a lot bigger win. Uh, I know some of the fans out there are still disappointed, a little trepidated about uh, the football program. But this was a a step forward uh, for the season, a very key step forward. Now the Cowboys – what you want is them to continue to progress in some of those areas, clean up areas that they're not executing on offense, especially, and uh, get a little more healthy uh, once they get through uh, this uh, Saturday with that couple weeks to get ready for uh, at Utah State. Yeah, you know that. Uh, uh, I think that's right. I, they 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 had the they had some challenges, and I think um, I think adversity a team that can get over adversity and keep keep its eye on the prize so to speak you know to use another uh, <laughs> another uh, saying uh, uh would be better off of it now uh of course uh coach bull was asked about james price and uh, here's what he had to say about it uh, he's so. going to be inserted as a starter this week so there'll be even more repetition than normal there so james price is going to be a starter he really uh, Earned his way back. I think that uh, <laughs> that touchdown was uh, a thing of beauty. And so we know he's going to be back. Uh, of course, uh, another player that really shined in that game uh, was Trey Woods, the freshman running back. And uh, he had a couple of really good runs, and he had a touchdown. Uh, I tell you, he is going to be uh, the second coming in Brian Hill, I hope. Yeah, I think uh, Trey Woods, uh, when they initially recruited him, and I know Tom Laycock talked about him last year during the recruiting reports, they looked at him as an athlete, a guy that could play multiple positions, uh, a very good athlete. He's six foot three, uh, 210 pounds. Uh, Coach Bullard mentioned that he feels like he can put another 20 pounds on the guy here in the near future. So he, he's a running back that has the ability to get bigger, and there seems to be a lot of potential with him. And he could very well be exactly what the – in fact, he already has been in the Hawaii game, be a spark for the Wyoming offense. And hopefully he can continue to be a spark for that offense. Well, uh, that's kind of what Bowles said. Let's listen to that. Well, pad, pad level is always uh, important, particularly when you're t- 
taller guy, but uh, that leverage does make a difference, and uh, we'll continue to work on that. But I think he's running, you know, he's running with uh, not only good uh, intensity, but I think his body lean's pretty good. So, you know, even though he's kind of a tall guy, and he also went up, went on to say, uh, like you said, the, uh, the ability uh, to put on some more weight. Uh, they'd like to see him get up to about 230. Uh, that's uh, what uh, Coach Bowles said is his prototype uh, running back uh, tailback. So um, that bodes well for him. And, uh, again, he's just a freshman, so uh, a lot of uh, potential there. Uh, he also uh, was asked about um, Tra- um, Wingert, Andrew Wingert, Dewey as they call him. He was named um, the Defensive Player of the Week, I understand. So uh, here's what Coach Bull had to say. Well, um, he's got to continue to, to be a force out there tackling, and, and that's predetermined. It's not like you got a safety that's – uh, deep in the backfield and making tackles because your your run defense is so porous. Uh, Andrew's been uh, inserted um, close to the line of scrimmage. A lot of times he's up there, you know, making tackles at one yard and uh, certainly made a great interception. And he'll continue to, to, to play well. Andrew plays with a hard edge. And he has high expectations of himself and this defense. So, um, all in all, I think the defense acquitted themselves pretty well. Yeah, I feel feel good about this defense. I got to tell you, I just I feel because of the depth on the defensive line, even though there's some injuries this week, I really feel this defensive line season keep emerging and getting better and better. The linebackers are actually not playing bad. That was kind of a question mark. There are a couple linebackers there that were questionable, like Malua and especially Ortiz on the other side that are playing some pretty good football. Of course, you have Logan Wilson's playing very good football. He's playing all-conference football at this point. They had that tough game against Oregon. I attribute to that a lot of Wyoming not moving the ball offensively and the defense being forced to be on the field too long. I think once this offense can start moving the football, needing up more of the clock, remember Hawaii controlled the time of possession because a lot of the three and outs by the offense. If the offense can really start doing their job, that's going to aid that defense even more. Um, I have a feeling here that we might have one of our better defensive units uh, that we've had a long time at Wyoming. And uh, to this point, they played pretty solid. Yeah, they did. They did. Now, unfortunately – we had some injuries. Um, I think, uh, didn't Kevin Prosser go out uh, for the game? That is correct. Uh, Kevin Prosser will not play on Saturday. Uh, Sidney Malalulu will not play on Saturday, the starting defensive tackle uh, next to Johanna Gafain. Um, now, Marcus Epps went out of the, the game. I believe he will play. So the Cowboys are going to be missing uh, two defensive linemen uh, this week for this Texas State game. They're also going to be missing Ryan Cummings and um, the other fellow. Um, I'm trying to think the, the Caden Jackson on the offensive line. So the interior is missing two guys on defense, two guys on offense. So those, uh, those backups are going to have an opportunity to step in a guy we mentioned earlier, Garrett crawl. Here's going to be a great opportunity for him to get more snaps. Now, uh, bull did mention something about Cummings. Um, are you sure he's going to be out? I don't know. I, I I'm asking. Cause um, 
I think yeah, mentioned- I got a report. Um, we got an email report uh, injury update about 24 hours ago. It would have been yesterday, I believe, a little over 24 oh, okay. hours. Okay, so that was after the press conference. So. Yeah, they said the four player. Yeah, it was a definitely after the press conference, no question. Ryan Cummings, Kane Jackson are definitely out, ah. and uh, Malalulu and Prosser on defense. Well, this is what he said about injuries on Monday. He may have. Uh, he may contradict himself on this since we've gotten another report. Let's listen to what he had to say. Well, we'll find out more today, Robert. Uh, what was encouraging is, uh, you know, James Price came back and really played well. That was his first, uh, you know, opportunity for some live contact. So we're encouraged about that. Uh, we'll find out a little bit more on the status of each one of those guys. You know, for me to say something right now, I, I think it would be a little bit premature. You'll find out a little bit more uh, probably tomorrow. Okay, so you're right. Uh, he bowl held back. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't commit himself there. So, okay. So Cummings not coming. Uh, that's uh, Cummings. Yeah, Cummings is not going to be there. Excuse me. And um, uh, neither is uh, Caden Jackson. So okay. Uh, well, it's just time for people to step up, and uh, they do have a, a an out of conference game. So. Um, the pressure is somewhat off as far as the conference goes, but I think the players themselves uh, have a, a lot of pride. And uh, uh, Bull was asked about having a, a an OOC game um, uh, uh, with a bye week following. Well, I'm going to give you the, the accurate coach's response. That's the next week after that. We're looking at Texas State really hard. They're a capable opponent. Um, we're, we're excited that we're going to be at home. We're excited about playing an afternoon game. Um, and so that's what we're focused on. No disrespect on your question. Just don't ask it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a little humor there. Yeah, the guy was... Uh, kind of jumping ahead, uh, asking about the um, the bye week, and uh, so I think they're going to focus on Texas. Now they have a really good quarterback. Uh, coach had mentioned him earlier. Uh, what is that guy's name? I wish I'd have written it down. Uh, Williams, uh, SEC. He was a former SEC player. At, started at Mississippi State for a while. A five-star uh, recruit, tremendous athlete, a dual-threat quarterback. Uh, according to Bull, he also can throw the football as a strong arm. So he does sound like the type of uh, player that can do some damage if you're not prepared and ready to go. Well, now, I watched some of the um, Texas State-Colorado uh, game. It's on it's on YouTube. You can just uh, Google it and uh, find it. Uh, Texas State played Colorado pretty tough in the first half. Um, there was a lot. They forced... Um, the buffs into a lot of three and outs. Uh, unfortunately, they got worn down uh, uh, in the second half, and then Texas, uh, Texas, uh, Colorado, excuse me, uh, kind of exploded on them and beat them pretty bad. But that first half was pretty impressive. And then you're right, that quarterback is mobile and he can um, pass really well. So uh, it seems like we're getting all the best quarterbacks coming at us. You know. <laughs> Well, I think so, and I think it's going to prepare us for the conference schedule because there's going to be plenty of pretty good quarterbacks come when we get in the meat of the conference schedule. But you're right. we Wyoming has played good quarterbacks, and even Gardner-Webb had a quarterback that was uh, fairly highly recruited and ended up transferring down to, you know, double-A, one double-A football. So 
that's that certainly the, that's going to be the key defensively is um, trying to maintain uh, that quarterback and defensively and make sure that uh, you know because Texas State you know they do have some athletes they do recruit out of the uh, Texas area which is a very prime recruiting ground and you know they're going to come with some athletes uh, there's no question about that and I think the focus and the the passion is going to be the key for the Cowboys and they can do that they'll they'll win this football oh they game. certainly can't afford to overlook them. Uh, I think Coach Bull talked about that. Well, it'd be in the past, and uh, to throw a name out there might be a little bit slighted. I, he's he's really an excellent player. He was heavily recruited. I think he's a five-star guy out of uh, Louisiana um, and, and played uh, pretty successfully in the game. So, uh, you know, to say, quote, dual threat, I think it minimizes uh, sometimes people's thoughts on his ability to throw. He's got a quick release. He's got a strong arm. So, you know, there's, uh, they're fully aware of him. So, uh, uh, Texas State's not going to be a guinea. I mean, they just can't just show up on the field and, and the Bobcats are going to give it to them. So, they're going to have to want this one. And um, uh, I think it will uh, give us an indication of how this team can uh, continue on. And, you know, with the OOC, with the out-of-conference factor going on, uh, that'll be interesting, too, because it's kind of a – kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. So uh, that'll be interesting to see uh, uh, see how that goes. Uh, they also uh, – uh, they've been having Josh Allen uh, join the presser this year, uh, and uh, they were asking him some questions about the game, and um, – Naturally, they ask him about James Price. You know, he's he's a bit of a vocal leader um, within that receiver group. Him and Austin, and they work extremely hard. Every practice they're in, uh, you know, James is catching the ball and running 30 yards down the field after every catch, and you know that's inspiring uh, to the other guys that see that. Um, but you know, he like I said, he's just worked hard and he's kind of earned this opportunity, earned this opportunity to go play well. So. Um... Josh was uh, asked uh, about the receivers, and he was, uh, you know, the, the drops and all that. And uh, he was, um, uh, Josh is pretty level-headed. He was saying, look, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm going out there. I'm going to give uh, everybody the opportunity to catch the ball. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying to work through it. So I think that uh, that bodes well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, you know, with Josh and everything, I think his demeanor has been great. He's, um, he's not, a, from my perspective, a big worry with him with all the attention, you know, having some struggles uh, yardage-wise. But those receivers are going to have to catch the football. They're going to have to step up and start making plays. Because uh, I thought he threw the ball pretty well against Hawaii. He, had, he threw the, you know, with that strong arm, made some balls right in the chest of those wide receivers that were dropped. But having James Pricer, as we mentioned earlier, um, is going to help. He, he's going to, he's kind of a glue guy. And I think he could be the glue guy in that receiver group that kind of brings that group together and also help maybe Josh have somebody to throw the ball in a, in a tight situation where Cowboys need a third and 12 pickup to extend a drive. And when, when you start catching those passes and making those type of plays, what ends up happening is it ends up building momentum for the rest of the offense as you move forward. Well, you know, last year, and uh, you know, if you take a, critical look at last year a lot of josh's success was based on the fact that he could get out of the pocket extend the play and when he threw it down there gentry more often than not was able to get it pull it down or hollister or 
uh, uh, Mahart, those three guys were really there for him. And uh, with Price back, uh, I think we're going to see some more of that. And then with Johnson, uh, him getting out of this funk that he's in, uh, that's going to help a lot. And uh, uh, there's other guys that have been catching the ball. Uh, so I, I kind of feel like, you know, this is kind of like last year. You know, we were kind of in a funk after Nebraska. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like – and they went on a seven – seven or eight game run, whatever it was, six or seven games, uh, when they got into the meat of the schedule where they uh, they ran the table uh, for the most part. So I'm, Yeah, I, I feel the same way, uh, what you're saying, Jeff. I'm not uh, down on this season at all. I don't think the Cowboys have played as well as they can play. There's been some, certainly some disappointments and some blowing opportunities. That's the disappointed part. But there's a lot of football left, and you you can see if this team just can execute a little bit better offensively, gain a little bit more confidence offensively, that that could be the linchpin that gets this this roll going, uh, you know, the streak going. Because I think this defense is solved enough to really uh, win win games for the Cowboys now. Yeah, and uh, Josh was asked about his role as the leader of the team and and his part in getting them to go uh, continue on. That is a, as a quarterback. Yeah, you know, I talking to CJ after the game, you know, uh, just telling him I'm not going to lose confidence in you. I'm still going to throw you the ball and expect you to make plays. But, you know, going into practice this week and having a big emphasis on that, trying to, you know, catch every ball that's in the air is what we're going to do this week. And um, that's really all you can do. So you see, he's, you know, he's trying to encourage everybody. And again, he was specifically asked about CJ there. Uh, but he was also asked about uh, the team's resilience. It was huge, and, you know, uh, going back to Oregon, you know, finishing the game how we did, we, you know, we never lost, um, you know, our sense of fight, and we, we brought it into this week and showed a lot of grit, and, you know, that shows a lot about our team and um, how much we want to win. So it, it was a tough uh, fight, claw, victory that, that was very necessary for this team. So, you know, uh, that's good to hear. Uh I I think that uh, Josh will be better served uh, uh, as we move along. I agree with you. And like you had mentioned earlier about adversity, um, every great team or team that has success or goes to championships and goes back to the NFL days all the way back through history of football, everybody goes through obstacles during the course of the season that's going to test their character and if you can overcome that adversity, and I think the Cowboys had a little bit early on in the season. And I'm w- again with you on Josh Allen, um, quite confident that as the season uh, keeps moving forward, uh, his productivity is going to get better and better as, as the rest of that team gets comfortable. Yep. Well, I tell you what, talking about somebody who made him pretty comfortable, uh, I had an opportunity to um, talk to James Price, and uh, let's listen to that interview. All right, we have a special guest with us, uh, James Price, junior wide receiver, University of Wyoming. And uh, James, uh, welcome to the Go Wyo Go podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Now, uh, obviously, um, we wanted to talk to you about two things. Uh, one of them is the elephant in the room. Uh, that's that big catch that you made uh, to uh, help Wyoming win in overtime. And secondly, it was your coming back from uh, a uh, injury uh, on that very game. So uh, let's go back to that um, 
let's go back to the catch there. Uh, you caught the the game winner. Uh, what was that like for you? Um, it was incredible. Um, I think the the energy in War Memorial Stadium was exhilarating. I think the fans did a good job of keeping the place back throughout you know overtime, and it was just a good feeling for me to come back and make a play. My first game back. Now. Uh, how much uh, playing time did you get in the uh, earlier in the game? Um, at first, it was, it was kind of a slow start, and then you know once I started getting my legs underneath me and started getting back in the flow of things, um, you know, playing time was a, a little bit more abundant, and I, I felt more comfortable out on the field again. Now, when you got into that situation, um, did uh, you know the ball was coming to you? Was that the play, or was that something that developed? Well, it was a beautiful pass and a beautiful catch. It looked like you hadn't been gone. It was a, it was a nice layout there, and you uh, picked it right up. So, it, from uh, my vantage point, my uneducated vantage point, it looked like that uh, uh, you hadn't been gone at all. Now, um, you're back, so I suppose that uh, with that under your belt, uh, you can start concentrating on your next game. Uh, I imagine you'll see a lot more action against Texas uh, Texas State. Yep, um, going into Texas State, I think uh, reps will you know, start to increase throughout practice. Um, now that I'm you know, back in the flow of things and that my shoulder's healing pretty well, um, hopefully you know, in practice will be a little bit more upbeat for me. Now, uh, were you a little nervous? I mean, coming off injury, I know a lot of athletes, uh, uh, especially with like knee injuries, but I guess the shoulder would be the same thing. You're a little nervous coming back. Uh, did you experience any of that? Not necessarily. I wasn't really nervous because, um, you know, I trust the medical staff and, you know, they cleared me early on in the week and told me to see how I progress, you know, later throughout Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so, you know, once I was cleared, it was up to my own instincts. And so, I, you know, I went out and played 100% full go, and I wasn't nervous that I was going to re-injure anything. Well, that's good. That's good. So that uh, – now, you know, uh, first four games, uh, the offense has been a little uh, slow getting started, and particularly in the receiving end of things. So um, you're coming You're coming uh, on to uh, back in duty. Uh, I'm uh, – I'm really hoping that, uh, or a lot of people are really hoping that the receiving uh, uh, can step up now. Yep, I, I'd say that uh, the production in the receiving room definitely needs to improve and increase. Um, you know, I think that just comes with playmaking ability and you know willingness to compete. And I, I think as the season progresses, you know, we'll get our confidence back and we'll be able to make more plays going forward. But um, right now, I think that's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Is well, I tell you what, you got off to a heck of a start for the season uh, now that you're back. And uh, we, uh, I want to say uh, a great job and hang in there. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing more of it. Uh, so uh, wishing you good luck from here on out. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Well, uh, thank you, James Price, uh, junior wide receiver. Um, thank you for going to the Go Wild Go.
That was my interview with James Price. Uh, nice young man. I'm uh, I'm glad to see he's back. Uh, I really do think that um, he's going to really help. Uh, being a, 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 a an older guy, I think he's really going to help that receiving unit uh, get its mojo back. Yeah, it's a young uh, wide receiver crew, and he's actually the veteran because he's actually played two years uh, for the Cowboys already going into his junior year, and uh, he's made some big catches and big plays for two years. So he lends some experience to a receiving core that outside C.J. Johnson and and, I guess Austin Conway played last year too, still only a year for each of those guys right there. a young receiving crew as time goes on is going to get better and better. I think it'd be a pretty good a group of players. Uh, people got to remember it wasn't so long ago. There was doubts when about Jacob Hollister and uh, Tanner Gentry early in their careers. So sometimes you got to let these uh, players uh, go through their maturation process. And I do feel, and, and, and coach bowl has said this on several occasions. He feels like this group has very good upside. It's just a matter of them catching up with that upside and, and that's experience and maturity that will lead to that. Yeah, well, that's, um, I think that's, uh, that's right. We're, um, uh, I know there's a lot of doom and gloom and, uh, you know, that's just the way fan bases are. If it doesn't, uh, if it, if you're not competing for the, <laughs> the national championship on day one, uh, the, the, the sky tends to fall in and in some cases, but, um, I think we need to have some patience. Uh, I think we're going to be all right. Now, uh, another person I interviewed, of course, was Cash Malalua, who uh, made the um, made the interception that ended the game, and I had a chance to talk with him. Let's listen to that. All right, podcast fans, we've got Cash Malalua with us, who is a linebacker at the University of Wyoming, sophomore. And uh, Cash, you've uh, wanted to talk to you about that uh, end of game experience that you had by ending uh, ending the game with a interception. Uh, well, that must have been something. Well, now, uh, what makes it even more special is that I believe one of your um, uh, hands were all bundled up. You uh, got a cast on your arm or something like that. So how did you make that catch? I didn't get to see the film very close. Wow, that was fantastic. And that was a great way to end that game. Boy, they, um, Hawaii sure... Um, uh, sure was a pretty tough team, I think. Uh, they uh, they hung in there. You both both of the teams hung in there. I thought it was a a, a well fought game. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, both teams are very competitive, and especially you know being at altitude and in a colder temperature that uh, that they're uh, that they're used to. So yeah, you have to give them credit. But I've got to give you guys a lot of credit for hanging in there. Sometimes it didn't look all that great, but uh, you worked your way through it and uh, had some really good uh, good plays there in the second half. Uh, uh, what's the team feeling like right now? Uh, I mean, we all, we all enjoyed our win over the weekend, of course, but it's a new league now. This week we're coming home, you know, each week. 
coaches emphasize that every Monday. So the team feels like that. We practice like that every day. So, yeah. Well, uh, you're going to be back out there. Uh, what, do you, what do you know about Texas State then? So you're gonna have another quiz. Seems like you 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 guys have got all the best quarterback coming at you here early <laughs> early in the season. So uh, you don't have time to relax, I suppose. Oh no! Even if we don't have a good quarterback like that, there's no time to relax at all. This defense never lets off the gas. You know, we have some good leaders on defense: Marcus Debs, uh, Andrew Weir, Logan Wilson. They lead us very well, so we never let off the gas. So are you going to still have that uh, club on your hand uh, for this game? Yes, sir. So, with again, how long? Uh, how long are you going to have to wear it? Uh, it was an estimated about a month. About a month. So what exactly did you do, may I ask? Well, that's pretty tough, I tell you. But uh, you guys are doing uh, you're doing good on defense. Uh, you've had some uh, uh, maybe not some great results against uh, Oregon and Iowa, but you guys played pretty good. So, um, is it finally gelling for you guys as you go into this? Uh, last uh, out-of-conference game? Uh, you know, your uh, defense is playing pretty well. Uh, so do you feel like you're gelling as you're going into the um, uh, Texas State game? I mean, man, those two games were tough games, very tough games. You know, I, I, I believe that was a great test for our defense just to, like, motivate us. You know, I feel like we could have done better well that's great and I want to thank you for um, for joining us uh, especially um, uh, after that great victory and uh, we're all um, uh, pushing for you guys get one more home game against uh, a non-conference opponent but uh, they're all important so good luck to you guys this weekend all right, well, thank you for joining us. And uh, that was Cash Malulia. Uh, he is a, uh, a linebacker and uh, had some heroics. And so thank you for joining us. That was my interview with Cash and uh, another uh, nice young man, uh, uh, a guy that uh, you got to give a lot of credit for to go out there and uh, play hard, even though he's got his uh, hand all bandaged up. Yeah, Cash is one of those guys. Uh, as soon as he came uh, came to campus, he was in the 2016 recruiting class, uh, and you know he's one of those guys on paper. You're kind of wondering about what the player he's going to end up being. Immediately comes in Laramie, plays last year, contributes on a bowl team last year, a team that played for the Mount West Conference Championship, and he just took the off season, went with it, and. Uh, solidified himself in his outside linebacker spot and he really is out there making plays he's playing good solid football uh, complimenting Logan Wilson really well and that was a position the Cowboys needed somebody to step up uh, with Lucas Walk and uh, DJ May graduating and Logan Wilson moving over in the middle so uh, for Cash to 
make that key play, you know, that you, who knows, you don't make that play. Hawaii gets another shot, scores a touchdown. We don't know where, where this game ends. So for him to make that play and catch that ball, that was huge. Oh yeah. That was absolutely huge. Well, so, well, we've done the postmortem here on the game. We are looking forward to Texas state. Uh, I thought I, I wanted to do a little something different here uh, to end the, um, to end the podcast. Uh, let me throw this at you and uh, see what you think about this. Uh, all right. Do you know what, uh, you know why I played that? That's an honor of Hugh Hefner, publisher and founder of Playboy magazine. Now, what the heck would Playboy magazine have to do with go Wyo go and Wyoming football? Well, uh, when I um, heard about um, uh, heard about his death this morning, I, I flashed on the fact that back in 1970, in his All American Playboy had All American. Well, they had them for years and years. Uh, they named an All American team, and in 1970, uh, Bob Jacobs, uh, our um, premier kicker, field goal kicker, made the team. And if you Google. Playboy All-American Team 1970. You'll see the pages, uh, uh, the layout, and he's in this picture on the offensive side, and he is sitting there right next to Archie Manning, and then a couple of rows back up is Dan Deardorff. So that's some pretty good company uh, for um, uh, somebody. But we, I guess we've had other players in the Playboy All-American uh, magazine, uh, as you and I were discussing earlier. Yeah, I need to probably do more research, but I'm almost 100% sure that Mitch Donahue was in that magazine for All-American preseason. Of course, Mitch, I think, was a two-time All-American at Wyoming. But I, I just remember uh, seeing him in there being pretty excited uh, back in that era to see uh, Mitch uh, being an All-American, getting put in that magazine. So somebody may need to verify that, but I'm almost 100% sure that he has been named to that Playboy magazine All-American list back in 1990. Now there may be some other ones out there. Of course, we've had the Marcus Harris's, the Ryan Yarbrough's, the Jay Novacek's, those type of guys. So maybe somebody could verify that if they're listening to the podcast and want to post it on the Go Wild Go site uh, if they have that information. Well, now the other thing about uh, this picture, uh, and uh, I harp about this on the uh, – Every time we talk about uniforms and everybody wants to, you know, have a secondary uniform, which Coach Bull doesn't support. But if we ever had a throwback uniform, it would be for me the 19, the mid 1960s uniform, the one that they went to the Sugar Bowl. And if you look at that 1970 uh, Playboy All-American photograph, if you if you Google that and look it up, that uniform that uh, Bob's wearing is the uniform I'm talking about. And it's got the nice dark brown uh, jersey. It's got the stripes on the shoulders. It's got the sateen gold uh, numbers and pants. And uh, by golly, that's the one that I remember. So if we ever have a throwback uniform, that's the one I'd like to do. I'd like I'd, I'd like to bring that uniform back and use it for homecoming every year. That's just me. I don't know what you think. I think it's a great idea because um, if we're going to do a throwback, you should at least do one a year. Um, 
by God, Colorado, Colorado State's doing something with the state flag or something. Oh, God, yeah. In the state. So um, I think those throwback uniforms you're referencing are very good uniforms, actually. I actually like that era of uh, Wyoming football's uniforms. And even though it was decades ago, um, I, I think that would look great for homecoming and be a, a great uh, opportunity, hopefully maybe they'll do in the future. Well, I'm not going to hold my breath because, you know, Coach Bowl has uh, said we've got two uniforms. We've got a home and a way. So uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. But if, if we ever do that, that would be, uh, that would be my suggestion if anybody's listening. So, well, you know what? It's about that time. And you know what happens when it's about that time, right? We reach over here in the refrigerator and open up the door and we pull it out and... Ah, there you go. See? This is the old end of... end of... show beer. So, Ian, I want to thank you for showing up for the roundup. Now, some of our... Glad being here again, Jeff. Thank you very much. Well, I, um... Our colleagues, our colleagues um, didn't have time, and you know people get busy. So hopefully we'll have a couple of more join us next week. But if not, just you and me, we'll uh, get out here. We'll talk uh, Wyoming football. So I want to thank you uh, for your time, and uh, we'll get back together again. So why don't we just take her on out of here? All right. There you have it. This has been the Go Wild Go Cowboy Roundup. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. We've been joined by Ian McMacken, publisher of the Go Wild Go. Go Wild Go Cowboy Roundup is a production of Jackalope Ridge Media in cooperation with Go Wild Go website. All rights reserved.